For more than 25 years, Atlanta has tuned into my straightforward financial advice. I'm Dr. Gene Hensler, and this is Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. My staff and I will give you fact-based, no-nonsense answers to your financial questions. To have your questions answered on the air, send them to me, Dr. Gene at Hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, January 6th, 2018. The only thing we have to fear the economic health of this nation has there are been four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline in the dollar, lack of better words. Late rally on Wall Street. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. Welcome. Yeah. This is Money Talks. Well, good morning, good morning. This is Money Talks, Atlanta's longest running and most respected money show on radio. What is this, our first show for the year? It is. Yes. Atlanta's first live show? That's yeah. right. We got a whole new tax code. That's right. A lot of changes. 600 pages of, woo, don't need man. Ambien, baby. Don't need any Ambien. <laughs> you don't? No. Come on, oh, man. Yeah. You know, I'll get through about, like, a paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I mean? It's tax stuff, man. It Dude, is. Come on. This Always. Is the, this is Exciting. called the Full Employment Act for CPAs and financial advisors. Dude, every act they should is just a call Full that. Employment Act for you know CPAs. You make any change in the CPA wins. I'm telling you. That's the way it always is. Well, always. got that right. I feel like Dow 25,000. Yeah. I know. We, we got a new uh, milestone today. We did today. hit that. That's big. We did hit it. He's the worst president ever. <laughs> How dare he make us money? <laughs> Yeah, How is that? Even, oh my gosh! It was all Obama. I know. Yeah. I know. I, I would no, it was say Clinton. It was all, everything Clinton did. Yeah. And Bush. Who else was in there? Was there someone else in there? Clinton, Bush, Obama. No, it was all of them. The Clintons and the Bushes have been there for quite yeah. a while, man. It, it didn't have anything to do with the fact that most Americans are starting to feel better. Mm-hmm. And it's when true. you feel better, what do you do? You spend more. Oh That's my right. gosh! And then yeah. what happens to earnings to companies That's where right. you spend they the money? Up. Yep. Well, uh, goodness, you could argue that some of the changes actually are making it easier for those companies to, to do make business. money. Yeah. 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 Regulatory yeah. Um, uh, restrictions actually cost a lot of money. Absolutely. And uh, the more the tax rate is, then that that adds to it. So uh, not real surprising. Your company mm-hmm. is feeling good. You're feeling good. Um, everybody's got a job. What if unemployment at four point one percent? You know, yep. well below what we normally would consider. Well, Full employment. We probably yeah. should tell them because, I mean, they know Dollar Bill. They know me. You know what I'm <laughs> saying, right. Jarrett? Yeah. That's right. What, what you, you've got a lot of digits too, Jarrett McKenzie. A couple. we got a certified financial planner, certified wealth strategist. And, the man. Uh, yeah, I'm the trying. Man. I'm just okay. trying to keep up with y'all, man. But then we got the legend yeah. over here. That's right. T. Roy he's Harmon. Always, he's always one-upping somebody, man. T. Roy yeah, Harmon. <laughs> yeah. It's not T. Roy. Are you it's Troy. Sure? I'm yeah. sorry, it's Troy. You call either way. I'll answer. It's okay. really it's yeah. Tony, but we'll Just tell you about that later. <laughs> there oh, is shit. a long story about people. One in particular <laughs> couldn't remember my name. Well, you got too many digits, so you want to uh, CFA, chartered financial analyst, mm-hmm. and a certified valuation analyst. And I'm still working. We'll we'll add to that. I yeah. I plan to. 
I feel you. CPA, right? Old so you read the whole code already. This no. new bill? Oh, yeah, he's Absolutely. written. He's, yeah, he's, no. he's already oh. made annotations. And, yeah. yeah. By we the way, if a... you spend this off, create an LLC over here, <laughs> yeah. dot yeah. your I. I was going to start asking you some personal stuff. That's usually later. You see the strategies coming out and how these occasions. That's exactly <laughs> the way it works. Now. It, it don't happen overnight. Listen, but I, 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 I I was telling somebody the other day, I said, I, nothing makes me happier than to see a code change like this because I promise you those people who wrote it are not as smart as we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I can assure you. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we will find a way. There will be ways. Legally. Sure. Very, we don't do yeah. anything illegally. No. Nope. We exactly. like tax avoidance, not evasion. That's right. Yeah, that's two big difference. Yep. Yes. Actually very small, but very big too. <laughs> but, well, one's legal and one is <laughs> it's, not. That's it's right. Which side of the law are you on? You want to stay exactly. on the good side. But of there the law. are some very complicated situations within this new tax code that, that don't affect everybody. But I bet a lot of our listeners who are LLCs and mm-hmm. pass through entities, partnerships, sure. S Corps, you know, it, it, you got to love how they write code because on the you know the 20 percent deduction for your pass-throughs you know so basically they put in the wealthy clause so if you make more than 317 joint or 157 look at adam remember mm-hmm. right off the top of my head wow. I, I didn't even look right have, have i looked no we don't put okay, you in movie seven single well closed book <laughs> you know anything below that and you get the 20 percent deduction right of course then they say but if you're one of these specialized trades like us financial advisors attorneys um, I don't know. There's five other things. I'll, I'll read it to you here before you to tears. You don't get it. But then again, if you make less than that, you do get it. So it's like, really? Why, why does it have to be that complicated? I thought this going to be simpler. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, so it's not in simple. In some instances, yes. but And I will tell you right simple. now that not everyone is going to take home more money. Oh, absolutely. You'll see more money in your paycheck in February when the withholding tables change, mm-hmm. which is, by the way, good. For everybody else, sure. but for everybody, but reality-wise is you're going to have to see your tax advisor earlier in the year this year to run a tax projection. If you own a business and you know you're making above a certain level, you're going to have to sit down with them and make sure you understand your withholdings yep. and whether or not you're because <laughs> this is really probably only better for about ninety percent of the population yeah. only nine uh, i don't think it's gonna hurt me i have all these exemptions man these kids and now they took away the exemptions that's bro. right i know that's what i'm saying oh you said it well i thought you said it was gonna hurt you I'm yeah sorry. yeah no i mean but see if you so but now it was funny because i was having this conversation with someone else mm-hmm. recently who said you know I'm, I'm losing four exemptions yeah so you get 45 last year you got 4500 dollars per exemption but that mm-hmm. meant you didn't itemize right well we we did itemize i thought you couldn't itemize if you had the exemptions and standard deduction yeah, maybe maybe I'm thinking of a, I don't know. We didn't so use you standard got a business. Deduction. You were, you didn't yeah. use yeah. standard. Oh, no, okay, no, maybe that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, then yeah, you probably are gonna. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm afraid of. But yeah. you know what? Maybe yeah, you get a whopping maybe... ten thousand dollars state tax deduction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> At least I can still deduct my mortgage interest. I mean, I don't. You know. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the point, right? I mean, there are people that are going to get hurt in this. However. Sure. Predominantly, what is going to happen is most people are going to see a pay increase come February. Well, all people are going to see a pay increase come February, unless you change your withholdings just by default. That's mm-hmm. number one. Number two is there are a lot of provisions in here that put money back into middle class. Sure. I don't care. Yeah. I get it. I mean, nothing makes me want to eat a bullet more than listening to the damn Democrats talk about how 
it's a tax cut for the rich. Yeah. I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you right now, a corporation is not the rich. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a person. Right. Yeah. Okay? And by the way, anybody who owns Disney and Walmart and right, oh, I'm sorry. Any stock. Any yeah. stock today any stock. is got more money in their pocket. Well, right. that's the debate. That's that's where they come out uh, because individuals who own stock, which includes everybody who's got a 401k and a whole lot of people have a 401k, uh, anyone who owns stock, they mm-hmm. consider the capital owners and they're getting a break. So they, they have just Yeah, but the capital owner base is what? How many people in this country have 401k plans? Right, that's what I'm or saying. Or profit sharing plans. So you can't say that they are all rich. Yes. But that's the debate, and, and that's where they. Well, yeah, for those that but are. My, my, now look, there are going to be instances where the uber wealthy are going to figure out how to play the shell game and probably get down to that lower tax bracket. I get it. Mm-hmm. But at the at end the, of the day, they're still going to pay 80% of all the tax paid in the United exactly. States. The 1% pays right. 80%. I mean, I hate to say it, but I never got a job from a poor person. Uh, that's <laughs> that's right. Never. Have yeah. you? Nope. Hello? Yeah. Have no, you? You don't. Okay. That's number one. Number two is, and I lost my train of thought because I'm getting on well, my high horse. <laughs> I was going to say, man, I, I told my wife, actually, that whatever we, if we do get hurt, if we are one of these few that, that are hurt by oh, it, that I think my second point. we'll make it up yeah, in, the, in the investments. That was my second point. It's exactly. going to be an offset, in my view, if, yeah. if this market rally continues, right. and it's going to, because certainly some of these changes that have helped the corporations will yeah. hopefully help the market continue to do what it's doing. Maybe we make it up. It's it's forcing me to save more is the way I'm trying to look at it is because I'm going to get more in my returns and then therefore is maybe not as much in my pocket. But yeah. Uh, well, so okay, so all of a sudden you've got a corporate tax rate for Disney at 21 percent, right? Well, what's the first thing AT&T did? Now it's probably a bad example because AT&T is under so much scrutiny from yeah, you you <laughs> yeah, could argue that from the Department of Justice right? They're trying to make good right, but. Okay, because now they're going to have more money in their pockets. What they do? They gave all these bonuses to their employees. Yep. I, I you can, you, you've heard from a ton of people who have said CEOs of companies that are they're going to expand their plant and equipment. Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, capital I don't expenditures. Yeah. So how does that affect you? So you're driving down the road Saturday and you're saying to yourself, "What does that really mean for me?" Well, what that means is the minute they build a new plant. They gotta buy the light switch from somebody. Sure. They gotta buy the light bulbs from somebody. They gotta buy the concrete from somebody. Yep. They've gotta buy all that from somebody. Well, that somebody's gotta manufacture that stuff. Yep. And which means what? Them? More employment. Exactly. Yep. Now you got more money to spend. Economy grows. Market right. goes higher. Yep. I, I I don't. You know, this is exactly what happened under Reagan. Everybody said Reagan had the biggest tax cut. No, he did not. He cut yep. the marginal rate down. But he had the biggest tax increase because mm-hmm. what? For all you older people out there, don't you remember? You used to be able to deduct every charge on your credit cards. Yeah, that's right. Every charge. Forgot Meals, entertainment, gas, pick it. Didn't matter. And then what he do? He took that away. Yeah. So your taxes actually went up a bit, but then the economy took off. Yeah. And did anybody really complain about it? No. Yeah. So – I mean, at the end of the day, yes, I'm passionate about this because, frankly, I'm not a – I am a – how do I define myself? I like most of what Trump does. I'm not really interested in talking about bombing nukes. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, yeah. I'm not sure that I'm all into that. I get it. It was tongue-in-cheek, whatever. I'm yeah. not sure that we should do that. But I'm not making a judgment call. Yeah. But I'm not going to stand there and look you in the eye and lie to you and tell you the richest people are not going to pay more taxes. It's just a lie. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's just, oh, it's just beyond the pale. Okay, so we're going to take a break. I'm going to come back and be calm. You're going to take a breath? You, I'm going to let you talk, Troy. Okay, we'll do that. I mean, I'm telling you. We'll do a dog of the week on the way back in. There we How about go. that? That'll calm us all. There we go. There you go. All right, don't touch that dial. You listen to Money Talks. We'll be right back. It's time for the Dog of the Week. All right, Troy. Start us off the new year right, baby. All right. Uh, for many cases, I just really don't understand this situation. A uh, story out of uh, China reported by UPA, UPI uh, says that uh, an individual walked into a car dealership and paid for a brand-new BMW. I don't know how it's brand-new at this cost, but uh, $11,000 worth of coins to purchase a car. Why would the Why would the dealership take coins they had to shut down the dealership have were, every employee in the place count the money they were bitcoin no. well, <laughs> <yeah>. bitcoin <laughs> that's why he took it well don't I'll get me started 11, on bitcoin <laughs> let's see not get me going on bitcoin times fifteen thousand. how oh. much is a bmw he, he i mean i feel bad i know i went off on the tangent you know <laughs> I, he thought he got it for cheap, but he actually paid way more than he should have. <laughs> no, it's just nuts to me. This day and time, uh, technology being what it is, why don't you send this guy to the bank and yeah. tell him to run those coins through uh, the counter? That's customer service, buddy. That's right. Uh, well, I get. I mean, customer service for one person, but it, you well, what really happened was down. he used to work there, and then he went back to buy a car, and he paid them in change. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. He made somebody count. I don't know. I, you know, there's been folks, uh, even radio hosts that I've heard before. Uh, tout the the benefits of saving all your change. In fact, this time of year, you know, you you pay for anything with a paper dollar, yeah, and and save all the coins over time. You can How does have, that work when everybody uses a debit card? It, well, that is the truth. Uh, we've gotten away from from uh, fiat currency these days. Uh, mm-hmm. Quite often, just using our credit card or debit card or whatever. But uh, you know, there's probably some benefit, and that's what this guy had done supposedly is saved his saved his coins from all transactions for a long period of time and just used it to buy a car. Wow. Not going to happen to me in a short well, I don't have I don't quite think. that much change well, line let's, I mean, I, I do want to spend some more time on the tax stuff because there are some 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 pieces and parts to it that that uh, will matter to the to the average person. Sure. Um, beyond complicating factors. But, it's, you know, why don't we talk about the market? And, yeah, sure. I mean, what's um, there really talking about? It's up. Economy's it is, you know, yeah. About, uh, yeah. Well, that milestone we hit today is one thing. You know, yeah, true. Twenty five thousand on the week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh yeah. did uh did enjoy the, the little bit of a benefit. Uh year to date boost uh right at two percent on the uh, S and P five hundred. Uh we ended the year two thousand seventeen up almost twenty two percent, twenty one point eight two. Uh big story of the year, information technology up thirty eight point eight three percent. Uh pretty awesome. We had two sectors negative. Uh, although slightly, energy was down 1%. Telecommunications services, which is going to get a facelift here coming up, uh, changing to communications and putting some companies that we would normally look at as discretionary into that mm-hmm. uh, current three-company uh, uh, sector. But uh, telecom was negative 1.25%, <laughs> mostly due to uh, the, the decline by um, AT&T. Uh, all told... 
year to date, which is like talking about a week, less than a week of uh, returns. Yep. Uh, energy up 3.89%, which is a, a bit of a change. Uh, we do have quite a bit of news out of the, the energy space with uh, uh, the Saudis and Russians and, and um, uh, inventories being relatively low, lower than we would have expected, which, you know, well, supply, that sector supply, supply to be... declines, price increases, right? Yep. So, so energy is leading you know, year to date, year now, to date. Like for the week, like yeah, you said. For, for the week, yeah. Materials <laughs> up three and a quarter percent. Information technology up three percent again. Um, utilities mm-hmm. negative two point six four, uh, and real estate down as well, almost two. What, what kind of indications do you think are coming out of this first week? I mean, is any of this maybe pointing in the direction of what we might expect from these sectors for the year, or I, uh, I, is it really just yeah. more? you know what the what the market's kind of gotten well, off to well i mean really the only thing that i can say i know real estate and utilities tend to be uh, kind of a bond proxy we did have uh, interest rates that were up uh over the past week uh, pretty much across the board uh the the 2 year 10 year 5 year 30 year they were all in the in the ballpark of uh five basis points or 0.05% higher. The short end gained a little on the longer end, which is a flattening of the yield curve, uh, but only by one basis point or 0.01. So it was up six bips while everything else was up about five. So, um, you know, you look at that, money's still really cheap. Uh, 30-year average mortgage, 3.91%. We did get some information out of the uh, MBA mortgage applications uh prime rates currently at four and a half percent so you know you would expect that uh refinancing spiked a little in december but uh, it's it's a traditionally slow time for uh, new home sales and uh existing home sales so uh nothing big there but overall mortgage applications were up 0.7 percent so um you know otherwise we saw minutes out of the fed uh fed says they're uh basically not concerned with the yield curve the shape of the yield curve currently, which means you know they don't expect uh, any any big spikes steepening or flattening. So um, that's that's the minutes we got out of their last December fifteenth rate decision where they raised interest rates 025 Has it been? Has it continued to be pretty flat, or is it is it <clears throat> moving in any particular well, it, direction? Yeah, it's it doesn't seem to be flattening. I guess overall what we're seeing is a, is an overall increase across the board, kind of a parallel Slow. shift in the in the yield curve. Uh, doesn't necessarily benefit banks, although financials have been uh, have been they were good yeah. in December. Uh, on the news of the rate increase, um, but I really think it helps more insurance companies that uh, are out there selling products and, uh, you know, these promises, annuities, whatever, yeah. for, for uh, uh, a gain. It, it allows them to uh, sell annuities at a higher rate, uh, so it increases that sort of thing. But um, at the same time, uh, they can cover that easier uh, in mm. a higher interest rate environment. So sure. uh, I would expect to see a continued move in that direction. The Fed's given us uh, indications that they'll probably have three rate increases in 2018. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, you look at market uh, indications, and, it, and that seems to be backed at least the first two, and usually mm-hmm. it's a bit long to uh, to determine whether or not the market believes we'll see that third one in 2018. But uh, Pretty high likelihood for at least two, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, jobless uh, claims have been relatively low still. Another indicator we got this week. Um, the the employment situation has been just spot on. You know, every, everything uh, continuing to be 
it's it's led more or less through this whole recovery and um, at, uh, unemployment as low as it is continues to do so. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's uh, that's kind of where we're starting a year out. Uh, I did make uh, you know we had research on last time we uh, convened around the radio microphones and uh, the um, the consensus there is. We all believe that uh, we'll have a market higher this year. I still am a bit nervous about the uh, the valuation in the markets. Uh, we've seen a bit of an expansion uh, from the premium that I've talked about being over 30%. It's uh, currently around 38% if you just look at it on a trailing 12-month price-to-earnings ratio basis. So mm-hmm. um, 22.88 uh, is the P.E. at the moment, our long-term average being 16.5, again, on that trailing basis. Um it just makes makes the market look a bit expensive. Uh, the market is forward-looking, so I believe that what you see in that regard is a lot of the, the tax cuts and lowering of regulation uh, likely to be built in to the price already. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't mean that uh, that we have to have a pullback. What I'd like to see actually is earnings continue to rise as they have over the last few quarters. Um, and, and uh, you know, right now, the S&P, there's about 18 companies that have reported, so it's hardly worth talking about. But we do see a growth in uh, in earnings at about 7.6% on the fourth quarter. Way too early to say, you know, get get any true analysis or, or uh, indication as to what the market does from here. But sure. um, it, it is something that, uh, that we watch closely. And like I say, if we continue to see that sort of growth in earnings, uh, and the prices were to be relatively flat, um, and by that I mean not the 22% we just got off of. I would I would be happier with a six or eight percent and let them let earnings catch up with the market price at the moment. Sure. But I still believe that uh, uh, you know we're beyond one year away from a recession. A lot of folks start start wondering, hey, when's mm-hmm. the next one going to hit? It's been <laughs> nine years since the bottom of our last. Right. Uh, who knows? What do you think? You think it's still more likely that that happens this year than this this sustained growth that you're talking about, or that, no, no, that's no. more I, likely that the growth would be more likely than us entering yeah. a downturn. Yeah, I don't I don't believe that we're you know that close to a, to a peak in uh, earnings growth. So um, I, you know, of course, timing's really not our forte. Uh, but at the same time, you can watch trends over over past years, and I think if you look at uh, what other Folks in the market are forecasting. Most of those forecasts for the S&P 500 returns have been between 3 and 16% in mm-hmm. 2018. I will tell you, statistically, coming off of a year uh, like we just had at uh, a growth of 22%, uh, it's not uncommon to have double-digit growth following. In fact, eight of the last ten uh, instances of this level of growth we saw in 2017 actually saw a positive market, and, and when they were really? negative, yeah, uh, positive by at least double-digit growth. Eight of ten. Eight of ten, eight yeah. So wow. 80% of the time it's followed on by, you know, continuation. Know and uh, uh, you look at uh, any of the negatives, basically on average it's uh, negative 0.6%. So if it were negative, we would expect it not to be very much. Okay. But um, probably ought to break here. Yep. And uh, we'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Money Talk. Stick around. We'll be right back. When you're pregnant, you start reading about the cost of having a baby. (laughs) 
When you start reading about the cost of having a baby, you learn about the cost of sending that baby to college and immediately start saving all your money in a 529 plan. When you save all your money in a 529 plan, you save no money in your 401k, thinking your son will get a business degree from Harvard and take care of you in retirement. When you think your son will take care of you in retirement, he changes majors and gets a degree in jazz studies. When he gets a degree in jazz studies, he moves back home with you and you have to support him. When you have to support him, you don't get to retire. Don't be forced to work through retirement to support your jazz-loving adult son. Stop investing without a plan and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. Troy, you did some jazz studies in college, didn't you? Oh, of course. Is that? Uh, I was, uh, I was, I was glad one of your specialties. You, glad that you started the, uh, the back and forth because <laughs> I, I was noticing when you hear that slap and the cry of a baby, you act like your, your head shy. You <laughs> I know. Kinda, I got a twitch, man. It gives me a twitch. <laughs> how, many, how many kids do you, you know? have now? Uh, we, got, we got number five coming next month, yeah. man. And uh, So, yeah. Jared, Jared gets I'm, a little head shy yeah. when he hears the baby slap. When you're pregnant, it's, it's like... The, it's, it's the slap more than anything. The cry, you know, it's just become... Uh, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah. welcome home, Dad. Pretty exactly. much because you're crying with them. There's a constant cry around around my house that's by someone or or another uh, at, at some point I'll often tell you, it's you. Just constant yeah yeah <laughs> primarily me yeah. yeah uh but sometimes the babies you know uh, all right all right so uh you want to we have one particular provision within the tax code we really want to dig into today so you yeah wanna... i mean it was kind of one of the more i would say uh applicable components of the bill to sort of what we do from a planning standpoint uh, and, you know, especially because we just got through doing some of it with a few of our clients, uh, we thought it a good time to, to sort of talk about it today, especially since, obviously, from our first segment, uh, the bill is a hot topic uh, today with some of these new provisions. And so uh, the, the case, if you will, today is, is sort of uh, revolving around the repeal of the recharacterization of your Roth IRA. Now, for those of you uh, that aren't familiar with that or maybe have not implemented that strategy before, Basically, if you chose to convert any of your traditional or rollover IRA assets to a Roth IRA, then you had the option up until uh, October of the the, the uh, following year for the tax deadline to recharacterize that conversion and move it back to the IRA. Now, you might say, well, why would I want to do such a thing if I made the decision in the first place to convert it? Well, there, there are many different reasons. A couple of the more common that we've seen are that uh, people don't always understand the tax implication uh, of what they're doing, believe it or not. Uh, they make that decision rather quickly, and once they uh, become familiar with the full tax impact of that decision, they want to recharacterize and then, and then potentially reconvert, which you're allowed to do. Now, uh, we've also seen some instances where, uh, and in fact, we just had one recently before the end of th- this past year where a client needed to take a required minimum minimum distribution, which you have to do after age 70 and a half from your traditional IRA, if you have to take an RMD and you do not and then choose to convert to your Roth IRA, that is disallowed. So you, you cannot convert to your Roth unless you first take your required minimum distribution. So in his case, he had to recharacterize and then reconvert 
the amount that he wanted to convert, <clears throat> which was different than the original amount. So that would be another scenario. Now, you know, one last example I'll give you is there are some, and I don't know how much this played into this part of the bill, uh, but there are some clients that want to take advantage of a decline in the positions that they might have converted to their Roth. And if they have declined over the course of the year, then, of course, they're worth less maybe later on in the year. So by recharacterizing. That would never happen here, though. <laughs> no, I've, I've seen it. I didn't say we did. I'm just kidding. Don't take that to the bank. I know the SEC's listening. Everybody's listening. Yeah. Just a joke. It was a so, joke. Exactly. We just exactly. got jokes. <laughs> just got jokes. But it, but it is a consideration that, that some make. And, and so, you know, look, the point is there's a lot of different reasons why you might have wanted in the past to recharacterize a conversion that you made from your traditional IRA to your Roth. So the bottom line is they won't do it now, survey says. You cannot says. do it now under right. the new bill. That has been repealed, and that is no longer an option. So the bottom line is if you are choosing to do a Roth conversion, you need to be very clear about the implications of doing so because it cannot be undone like it could have in the past uh, and is much more of a permanent decision than it once was. So, Well, um, let's let's talk then about what exactly you're, you're describing. A traditional IRA, you actually get to – you contribute money. Yep. Before it's taxed. Exactly. So you've got mm. tax-deferred dollars. Not right. always. For, yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Yep. Right. And, you, but in a Roth, you pay the tax and then put the money into the Roth, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a taxable event when you convert from an IRA to a Roth IRA. The, the, one of the advantages of doing so is well, that – yeah. I'm not going to interrupt you, no, but no, I want to clarify ahead. because if you are – and I'm, uh, this is getting into minutiae, but that's why you hire professionals. Right. You can have – after tax money go into a traditional yeah. IRA. Right. A non-deductible and, contribution. Right. Right. Non-deductible. And then you have to track your basis, as the IRS calls it, on an 8606 form. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you convert, the basis comes out tax-free, but the growth does not. Right. But yep. it's a p- proportion ratio. Right. Yeah. So I understand everybody's – you're driving down the road right now and you want to run your car into the wall. <laughs> what we're saying to you is, is that none of this stuff is simple. Right. It's yeah. not simple. But for – to Jarrett's point, if you just think of a traditional IRA as all after, uh, all Tax pre-tax report. money, yep. everything you convert is going to have to pay tax on. Right. If you made a mistake, you can't unconvert. Yeah. Right. And it's all the more reason, to your point, to see a professional about it now because with it being much more a permanent decision, it's not something that you want to rush into or try to do before the end of the year without fully – because I think that's where a lot of people were getting themselves into trouble. You know, December rolls around. Right. They decide they want to convert didn't fully understand the implications of doing that. And then it's like, okay, well, now that the new year's entered and we're getting into our tax return, oh, hey, I didn't realize it was going to be that impactful. Let's recharacterize it. And then maybe we reconvert a smaller portion of that original conversion. But now you, you don't have that opportunity. And so it is something you want to take a lot more seriously. But listen, while we're talking about recharacterizations, the conversions are still a valid strategy. And there's a lot of good reasons to do that, which maybe is better saved for another show. Uh, but, but don't misunderstand the terminology here. Conversions are still allowable under the New bill. Oh, I would it's suggest the, you under this new tax bill, yeah, because rates are lower, exactly, and the AMT rate went up, meaning yeah. or that the threshold for you to fall into AMT went higher. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this may be a golden opportunity to begin looking I, at converting. 
could not agree more because you know what? If if the new administration comes in and let's say we have a change to this new tax code, and then let's say by that time we've got somebody, you know, who's, we got we got several more years. Right? No, we do. Okay. But, and don't that's we, my point. Though. To bring our own new. <laughs> no, even even for you, MSNBC over here, man. Don't let me go get impeached. Hey, look, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to rush things. I'm just saying. But but seriously, if 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 now is an opportune time to do something like that because the tax rates are lower. You don't know what they're going to look like in retirement. Right. So while right. you do, maybe you do that now so that, you know what, because also if you do a conversion and now your money's in the Roth, you don't have RMDs anymore. Yeah. Now you got some flexibility yeah. on you, your tax situation yeah. in You're retirement. not forced to take that as income at any specific right. time. And the other longer term. Until they change their mind. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs> everything is subject to change. But But the reality is if you just do the math, basically – uh, if you can forecast what tax rates are going to be in the future mm-hmm. and you knew that they were going to be lower, yep. then you would be better off to stay in a traditional because that's when you're going to get taxed yeah. on the money. It, However, we don't know that. It's, so it's, it, 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 correct. It, is but it also depends on how old you are. Yeah, because we run these right. numbers for Gene, right. and now you're also playing the well. When do I die? Part. Yeah, there's a break and even. There is. And right. So it's it's uh, it's circumstance. It's, I mean, you run that regression now. You know that regression right. analysis. You know what I'm saying we right. get. It. You know yeah, I, I yeah. know. You know it, square it, root of the hypotenuse. Well, the only thing stuff. we can rely on is math, and you're right, Bill. <laughs> uh, but the reality is, we've actually found that you're better off having multiple choices from which you draw your yes. income, and yeah. and if you're not, there's forced, not one size fits all. Right. And yeah. and if you're if you're not forced, as is the case when you pay the tax now, you got a Roth. The Roth is never taxed again, so the growth beyond is is uh, not taxable, and you're not forced to take it at any specific time. Basically, the deal is, the government wants their money, and if you save it initially tax free, at some point they're going to force you to pay them their tax, and they do that with the required minimum distribution, right? Yeah. So, see, so I tend to look at it like the government wants my money, but that's a different. I mean, I understand. <laughs> oh, they do. Uh, well, they do. They, the government views it just the way you said <laughs> well, it. I tend to view it a little bit differently. Yeah, ownership. You're yeah. right. Well, they have the weapons. Oh, well, exactly. They will come to your house <laughs> with will. a gun They'll take if your you stuff. don't give them their money. And, and it is their money in that case, right? That's <laughs> true. That is right. Yeah. Anyway, it's not my picture on the dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you call yourself that, well, it's... I don't call myself dollar bill. It's dollar. Yeah, drop the R, man. Come on, R's. Come on. Well, I mean, you know, I'm sorry. You're a smart guy, Troy. Well, maybe that's the problem. (laughs) But uh, I'm not with the street vernacular. Dollar bill. Yeah. Come on. Well, I grew up in Stone Mountain, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got you beat. I grew up in Mableton. Where? Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. We're not even going to talk to you. It ain't near Paulding County, so Jared don't know where that You're is. You're dang right. He's lost. <laughs> All right, we're going to stop here for a quick break. Let's get it started in here. You're listening to Money Talks. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Running, running, and running, 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 and 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 in this context. This country, you gotta make the money first. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, then you get the woman. This is Money Talks. We're back. 
Money Talks. I'm Bill Laco. Dollar Bill to my friends. Jarrett McKenzie, Troy Harmon. You got it. All right, this is the end of the show. Let's talk about this boring tax stuff. Yeah. First thing, <laughs> we always talk about insurance on the show, right? Well, let's let's tell them how they can get in touch with us. Oh, too. I'm sorry. We he's yeah. going to like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, I mean, we do well, answer. My, we do answer financial questions. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Sorry, I stepped on Shameless marketing. Let's do some shameless marketing. So if you've got questions for us, we'd love to hear them. You can call our question hotline at one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. You can email us at Doctor Gene. At Hensler.com, that's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And uh, if you go to Hensler.com on Google it, you can uh, find lots of questions or lots of answers to some of your questions anyway. But uh, give us a call. Well, you can look. talk to a person if you call okay. 770-429-9166. Sorry, Bill, say, now it's all I was going to say, if we're going to do shameless self-promotion, <laughs> let's make sure we've got the main number. Yeah. yeah. 770-429-9166. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, first of all, you're right. We, we I went out of order because you wanted to take Bill Murray's. Yeah, we do have yeah. a question this week from uh, our good friend Bill Murray, who said uh, my portfolio contains about seven percent of Vanguard, Vanguard Emerging Markets and seven percent of Vanguard Healthcare. Bill, you love you some Vanguard, and I don't blame <laughs> you. Uh, now that Obamacare is seriously wounded, would it be wise to sell off some of the healthcare in order to buy more of the emerging markets? My mm-hmm. time horizon is more than ten years. So he knows our 10-year rule, uh, and uh, his second question is, is it true that emerging market indices are currently trading at a P.E. of 14? Uh, now, and I think you might have it a little bit um, out, out of uh, line here. So number one, P.E. on emerging markets is 16, which mm-hmm. is more in line with the S&P 500's long-term. However, if you look at what the long-term price-to-earnings ratio is for emerging markets companies, uh, it's really more um, around 14. I mean, yeah, uh, well, 14. So you've got you've got about a 9% premium in that. I mentioned earlier, you know, we got a much bigger premium in the S&P 500. So I like mm-hmm. kind of where your thinking is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to think about the history of uh, the, the uh, group of stocks that you're investing into. Um, and if you think about what's going on in healthcare, there's actually – only a 0.81% premium in the healthcare sector. Uh, what happens and what has happened with uh, Obamacare, it's been widely reported that, you know, it was kind of on the chopping block. Uh, now that that's actually been accomplished, uh, the market is forward-looking and uh, the price had already been cut. So I believe there's actually room for more growth in healthcare uh, on top of the fact that Emerging markets are a riskier space. If you think about what happened in our last recession, from top to bottom, the S&P 500 was down about 57 percent. The the healthcare sector was down about 37 percent. Emerging markets, on the other hand, were down 60 percent. Well, so you think it's more of a defensive standpoint than it is from a valuation standpoint, looking at PEs, I mean, in in terms of thinking that's where the exposure should be. Yeah, right? especially given current valuations in our domestic market. Yes, I, I would rather see you continue with your 7 and 7. I'm not saying to get rid of emerging markets. I'm yep. saying they look pretty attractive, but I surely wouldn't dive out of healthcare, which I consider a more conservative space, and dive into full-blown 14% in emerging markets. So uh, that's my recommendation, and, yeah, and that's totally the basis agree. of it. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's time to to, to uh, risk up, so to speak. Sure. So anyway, there All you go, right. Bill. Well, yeah. What's, uh, what's in this new code? You said you're about halfway through it? <laughs> yeah. 
There's some three hundred pages. There, there's some some interesting, not good changes, in my opinion. So one of the things is the deduction for personal casualty, personal casualty and theft losses. So unless you're in a federally declared disaster zone, you don't get to deduct your losses anymore. Wow. So you better make sure your your insurance is up to speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not here hawking insurance, but, you know, we talk about insurance a lot on the show. And right. A lot of it's property and casualty. So, you know, y- you can actually get, and it's not all that expensive, flood insurance Yeah. Um, for a non-flood area. In certain areas, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Well, no, you can get it all. You, they'll sell it to you anywhere. Even yeah. in a flood zone? Even, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, you can get you get yeah. flood insurance in a flood zone. Okay. Yeah, but then sure. you can buy it outside the flood zone too, because you know the in bottom case. line is if you have a flood, yeah, how, whatever causes the flood, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, my parents got flooded, and they're not in a flood zone, yeah, right? So and there's no coverage. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it can absolutely ha- happen. Yeah. yeah. The, in a flood zone, they require you to buy it. Yeah. So it's all national or nationalized. Right. Um, but at the you know so widens the pool makes it a mm-hmm. bit cheaper at least when you're forcing yep. other now pools. there are companies like my I'm, I'm insured through Cincinnati Financial and they include it oh okay so that is pretty rare because I know you know they'll go to these hurricane scenes and it covers wind damage but not flood well, damage. well won't cover it quite like that so the way this works is is like seepage up uh, so you know how you can have a sewer backup sure well, yeah if you don't have coverage yeah. for that water damage in the house exactly absolutely so yeah. but they cover those things. And it also talks about seepage from, you know, uh, through the walls and in the basement. So it's right. not quote unquote. They wouldn't cover you if you were in a national flood zone. Yeah, right. But the river runs through your house. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I don't mean to imply that, but but so because I was literally thinking about it. I'm like, for three hundred dollars a year, you know, what if? Basically, what you're saying is over the years, the the federal government has been willing to allow you a deduction because of loss due to certain things. And now, unless you're in that uh, declared disaster, they don't do that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and if an insurance company covers it, you don't really have a loss. Correct. Yeah. Right. Um, And I I realize, but but this this happens to people. Sure. This is not whether you're rich or not rich. This happens. Yeah. You know, so you really want to just make sure you're covered properly. Uh, Most people have heard about this, but the the mortgage and home equity line indebtedness interest deductions are now limited. So if you you get a home equity line going forward, it's not deductible. Now, if you had it already, there is is grandfathered in. Correct. And same now they've they've lowered the interest deduction on. uh, mortgage interest from a million to seven fifty married filing joint on the yeah. equity line. Do you know if that applies to the business lines as well? Does it say anything about that? Oh no, this is just home. It's just for it's the home, home equity line. So it's if you could get a line of credit through your business, that there might still be, be a deduction. Okay. Well, that'll be deductible through the business. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <clears throat> That's yeah. That's some planning there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and while we're on this note, if I can, I'm just wondering your thoughts because I had two clients ask me about this now. Obviously, with that that interest deduction on the mortgage going away for these you know much uh, higher end markets uh, that maybe you'd find on homes in, in New York, California, some of these states that this is going to impact more so than others. And then you've got a state like Florida because we've we've got a client who has interest in buying a property, a multi million dollar property in Florida, and the buyer just reneged on their negotiations from last year saying that they now want a higher price because they believe the demand has increased for the home in Florida since it's going to be impacted in these other states by this the 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 language of this new bill 
and that's their justification. I don't, I don't know that that makes a whole lot of sense to me. I told the client that's something we were going to need to, to, to look at and consider. Well, okay, so let's think through that. I know we only got about two minutes here. So your client was selling or buying? Uh, buying. Was buying a house in mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. Did they have a legal binding contract? No, no, no. Okay. They're just in negotiations. Right. So the person in Florida says we, we – Now because Florida is more attractive. Because of the state we, and local taxes. Right, yeah. exactly. Okay, the problem is they're smoking crack. That's right. And the reason why <laughs> – the reason why they're smoking crack is because in Florida – they jack your property taxes. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Well, she I mean, they get was... the money. Well, so Gene and I were, I was having this debate with him. I'm like, seriously, have you ever been to Disney? How many <laughs> toll roads do you have to go through yeah. from the international airport yeah. to Disney? That's yeah. true. They get their money. Yep. So if they're it's not charging you income taxes, yeah. they're getting it other ways. They and try to in tax outsiders taxes. in Florida. Anybody, yeah. because of the tourism, uh, you know, they assume that they can charge all the tourists, out-of-state individuals. No, absolutely. And, and, and in Florida, specifically, they, they limit how much the property taxes can actually go up if you're a resident. Yeah. If you're not a resident... Katie bar the door. It's mm-hmm. market value. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I would agree with that statement. I, I wouldn't either. <clears throat> That's what I told her. That's where I was leaning. I said, but I, I haven't read through enough language in the bill to, nah. to make a determination. I mean, look, the higher tax states are obviously going to, they, I mean, you, New York is screaming. More. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I'm loving oh, that. Yeah. The fact that the, the rest of the country doesn't have to help pay for their <laughs> craziness locally. Yeah. Right. Fix it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. right. Exactly. No. So, but I don't, I don't know that I agree with that at all. Sure. I think. Once this this yeah. the technical analysis no on this basis. comes out, and look, yeah. let me explain this to you. After the '86 tax reform, there were many many changes over the years, and that's what's going to happen here. Sure, they're mm-hmm. going to come back, and yep. you will yep. see. Oh, I thought it was this way, and it's going to change. So you just understand you're in yeah. purgatory here. Yeah. It's just the way right. it is. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, it's been a slice of heaven. I think the market's up, Bill. You think so? Got to be. Yeah. I agree. Actually, I'm going to go. After it's broken twenty five thousand, wow, absolutely. That is amazing. First time Bill all year. Up. That's right. See that? you next week. Yeah, love it. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.